when a mind stops working, so does that function. And if everyone else's minds are working at half capacity or stop functioning, so does your business. Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast. I'm Edwin Frondozo, and I am super excited to share the conversation I had with Mark Champagne. He is an author and mental fitness strategist. He's also a fellow podcaster of Behind the Human, and he also co-founded a journaling app, which reached 86.9 million people without any paid advertising. This episode is jam-packed. We talk about many things including why you are one question away from the opportunity to change your life and how taking small steps can change your routine. And he also talks about how having an anchor point that can help you achieve your goals of attaining mental awareness. I really love this. So here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, Mark. Thanks for having me, brother. It's going to be a fun jam, just even with some some banter back and forth before we hit record. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of overlap, and uh, that always leads to a nice, fruitful conversation. Yeah, so for those who are listening, and uh, maybe this is a podcaster thing, it's always exciting and an oppor- you know, to have the opportunity and honor to have another podcaster who is doing amazing things, creating awesome conversations. And um, it's something I look forward to. I had this uh, I had this conversation with Mark circled in and crazy thing and I, and I'll and I'll let you do you know who you are, but just in terms of our networks, I was just telling Mark before the recording. I was like, man, you know, Mark lives north of Toronto. I'm downtown Toronto. We both were in the tech space and we're both doing a lot of personal development type work or personal journeys or productivity. It's like some way we must have met some, (laughs) we were dropping names all over the place. So anyways, Mark, why don't you introduce yourself to the business leadership podcast community? Let us know who you are and what you like to do when you're not, when you're not just leveling up everything that you touch. I love it. Well said, and uh, I'll take that. I mean, you know, if I if I put aside uh, titles and like the work that I do and all that kind of, you know, all those those elements. I mean, at the core of it, I'm just I'm a curious human, and and that shows up what you know by by asking questions and and following that thread and and continuing down, you know, line of, of, of curiosity to see like where that, where that takes me and, and, and whatnot. And that ironically, or maybe not ironically, but has like very much led into all of the work that I do. And and if I were to put some labels on some of that, I would first and foremost say I'm a writer, uh, author, and you, you mentioned, uh, well, before we started recording, author of a, of a book called Personal Socrates, Better Questions, Better Life. Um, and then obviously host, host of Behind the Human, and everything else is kind of tied together as in, in a term that I call a mental fitness strategist. And that's just really 
really helping people train their minds to work for them instead of against them and, and using questions to do so. So, so that's the work. And, and what lights me up outside of the work, um, is tied because it does support my mental fitness, but it's, it's, it's where I live now. And that's being on a mountain bike and ripping through the trails and just having that, that stillness and that, you know, connection to nature. Like you can never go wrong when you're in nature. It doesn't matter what it is, even a small patch of grass. I mean, there's always a benefit to, to tapping into, uh, you know, just this beautiful, seamless you know ecosystem that just functions right as long as us, as long as you know us humans don't screw it up which we, we we do a good job doing um but it's it's amazing when you can step out of that and just take a look and look at the detail and be like wow this stuff you know is actually working and so forth so anyway that probably just links back to the uh, kind of almost like that who are you question is the curiosity so i would say i'm a curious human yeah no i love that and i i um i relate to the curiosity, um, I relate to, and you know what visions came up as you were explaining the patch of grass and ripping it down on trails. Like I used to do mountain bikes. I used to do the trails and, you know, those little balance beams and all that. But, I, you know, yeah. I feel like I'm a snowboarder and I love, I love coming up to your area and go yeah. boarding and, and just, you know, being well, in. has been new for me the last two years, snowboarding. Oh, I think, love I, it. I feel like, I feel like we're going to be hanging out a bit more. I mean, you know, I mean, you I might get a so. doorbell ring randomly. <laughs> Let's <Absolutely>. go. <laughs> um, totally. Um, one thing that's, you know, when it comes to curiosity and mental fitness strategy, what is the one thing when people approach you and they're like, Mark, like, how do I, you know, what do I need to do to yeah. get better? Like what, where does, you know, what's the one or two questions that you provide to them to ask themselves? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, f first, even before answering that though, like I think just, just to, to make it relatable as well, or even more so relatable, I think the big block that most people have is that it's just like physical exercise. It's like, if you want if you want to start down the track of training or, uh, I don't know, maybe you're training for a triathlon or a run or like whatever, name your sport. You know, like it's, it almost stops you if you think about that end goal of like what's required to train for that big event. Like you just have to start small. And I feel it's just, I hear the same thing when it comes to mental fitness, which is just anything we do to train our minds to, again, to work for us instead of against us. And people get hung up with like, I just don't have time. Like when, like, uh, how am I going to get up an hour earlier to journal and meditate and do that? I'm like, well, don't get up an hour earlier. That's the first thing. I mean, start small, right? And so that leads into usually the questions, some motivating questions or some alignment questions of like, well, why, like, what is it? Like, why do you want to be mentally fit? You know, what is it that, that that's going to serve for you? Like link it to something in your life that's tangible so that, you know, when, when, the alarm does go off or life happens and it, you know, throws you off your routine. Like you have that anchor point, right. Of like, Oh, I'm doing this because of this. And I know this stuff works. So yeah, let's get started. And then the next question is really simple and it's just, you know, and I, I kind of, some of the, the things that I would answer to this question, I've already mentioned in, in, in the intro, which would be mountain biking, snowboarding, things like that. Um, is just like, what are, what are three to five things that you know, if you do them, 
can instantly shift your mind into a thriving state. And I mean, those are, those are bigger activities, obviously, but you, I know you, you mentioned flow states and stuff when we were talking earlier, like those are, those are sports. Those are activities that put your mind in a flow state that actually have incredible benefits to your work, but you can, you can start even smaller and just be like, you know, if I read five pages out of a book that I know are motivating or that will help me shift my perspective, like those are the, those are the places to start because they're attainable, they're accessible to all of us. And you can look at, okay, well, like, what am I doing on average most days? And it's not about like trying to jam in a new, you know, this big block of time. It's more so looking at, okay, well, maybe while my coffee's brewing, I can just set an intention for the day. Like, how do I want to show up today? One word. Like, that takes seconds. And those seconds literally have the, the potential to predict the entire day if not days and, and weeks and so forth, as you consistently do this, because it compounds, right? So just to summarize, I guess I would say just really to, to align on why you want to do this so you have something linked or an anchor point to uh, your mental fitness, and then just take a look at your routine and see where you can stack in some of these practices. And of course, understand what are the things that put a smile on your face, make you feel good so that you can, you turn to those things. And that's when it's personalized, right? Cause I, I can spit out like my routine and it's been 12, 13 years of developing it and it always changes. And it, it is an hour or an hour plus, but it's been, you know, over a decade of experimenting and seeing the results. I didn't start there. And, and that works for me. It doesn't necessarily work for you or someone else. So it's just like the last thing I'll say on this is related back to exercise. It's like, if you don't like the run, that doesn't rule out all of exercise. And it's the same thing with mental fitness. So find the things that, that line up for you. Yeah. And I, and I love the point that you made Mark when it was, it may work for me, right? You know, there's endless, endless, social media posts, blog posts about the top five things to, <laughs> to, to find this. And yes, those are five things to try. Maybe that's what they need to yeah. say, right? Because what happens with people, and, and, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, is you know they're going to try the five and they don't find peace or they don't find that mental awareness or that um, self-awareness that they were hoping for because so-and-so thought leader said this and this is what it needs to be. But the key, the key is, the key is to trying things. And one thing I wanted to make fun, uh, not make fun, sort of make fun, but mention because as you try these sh- short things, they become a habit. And one thing yeah. that I did, and I thought it was applicable because you said, "What's the why?" You know, we all say, living in Canada, we all say. I want to learn another language. I'm sure nine out of 10 of your friends on their bucket list (laughs) is to say to learn a language. My daughter just finished, is finishing senior kindergarten as we speak. I'm going to be recording this and she's in French immersion. Same. Yeah. So she's in French immersion. And one of my friends who their their are both, both his daughters are already in high school and French. He's like, Edwin, this is last summer. He's like, Edwin, you know, you got to learn French. They're going to learn French quickly. Your daughter's going to learn French. So I started doing Duolingo. I'm like on day 226. And I literally spend anywhere between five and 15 minutes, but it's a habit, Mark. And my wife yeah. laughs at me because I'm, cause I'm like, yes. <laughs> but yeah, that it makes a huge difference. And that's also like a, adrenaline too. It's like, oh, look, I'm learning something. I'm 
learning something different than my everyday, which is another language. Of course, we learned it growing up. I'm born in Canada, in Toronto. We learn French. But I think I was learning it because I had to, and I had to get that check mark, right? I didn't learn it because yeah. there, was, there was no why. The why was yeah. because you needed to get, <laughs> you needed to graduate. That didn't link totally. to no passion. So yeah, thank you for that share because I wanted to link something that was very applicable as you were, and that just arose as you were talking about the why and start small. Because people, yeah. people, people on social media make it look easy, you know? <laughs> we're like, oh, this is all you have to do. Um, no, and they're trying to they're they're trying to figure it, figure it out just as much as we are. That's I mean, right. If I've learned anything from from my own podcast and then the people that I've studied and, and interviewed for the book, I mean, there's they're not doing things that are completely out of this world unexpected. It's just they have they have first of all prioritized time to still their mind and and brought you know bringing these type of practices, but they've they've linked it to a really clear goal and they've. They've identified, again, those practices that work for them. And then they're consistent with it. And then next thing you know, to your point, you know, it takes 66 days for a habit to either form or to break a habit. So you get you get past that, then all of a sudden you have this new habit. And then what happens is, I think it's Tony Robbins that says this, that, you know, happiness and joy is really linked to progress. So like, now you're feeling that with, you know, with French and the Duolingo, right? Like you're feeling the progress of, of where you start into where you're at now. And it's linked to obviously your, your child, which is, I mean, a huge, you know, typically bundle of joy, <laughs> right? Most days. On most days. <laughs> on most days. That was a jinx. Uh, speak, yeah. Speaking, speaking from, coming from a dad uh, himself. Um, and, and yeah, so it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. It can just be simple. That's amazing. Yes. You brought up your book and I know we talked about it. So let's talk about, Personal Socrates. Um, why did you write it in, and what is it? What's it all about? Sure. Well, I mean the 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 why why I wrote it kind of came out of um, it, 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 the book. Kind of found me. Like I've I never had a goal to write a book or be an author or have any type of like objectives like that in in my life. Uh, I'm happy it's happened because it's it's I've definitely you know, have the bug now to, to write another book and there's some ideas on the table. But in this case, the, the, the book concept found me and it was after, it was af- after a pretty wild journey of leaving, you know, a pretty secure corporate life and role where I was doing really well and excelling. And, you know, the, the next track was essentially then the next role and so forth. Um, but I had this idea to create this guided journaling app called Keo. Uh, and there's a whole backstory uh, t- to that, which we can. I'm happy to answer questions about that. But essentially, the the short story of that, I did it. Uh, co-founded the app. We reached a lot of people, and when I say a lot, close to 90 million people in the first couple of years of of having it on on the in the in the market. But despite reaching those people, the business itself wasn't working, and the business model just wasn't converting, and we had to shut it down. And those were those were the most challenging, definitely most challenging years of, of my life, and especially the, like that acute moment of deleting the app, which felt like a deletion of my my identity, and you know not wanting to go back to the industry I had come from, knowing that this is a space that I need to be operating in that fulfilled me, um, but just not having a plan forward. And I only share this because. You know, if it wasn't for the mental fitness and if it wasn't for just like those micro moments in the day 
of just being able to pause the negative looping narrative that was running through my mind. So at that time, my son was, was two. Uh, and, you know, there was just a lot, it was heavy. It was heavy and there was a lot of stress that I, I know I was probably bringing home, bringing home that I didn't want to bring home. And it was the mental fitness and questions that allowed me to pause and then figure out a plan forward. And it was that that, you know, fostered the idea of, well, just because the app didn't work, like that's just a medium. And there's a whole host of reasons why it didn't. It, it didn't mean that clearly there was people interested in it, right? With the amount of uh, attention we had. Well, what about, what about a different medium like a book to tell these, these stories and, and all of these podcast stories, including people that, you know, I, I haven't been able to interview like Marcus Aurelius or Coco Chanel or Picasso, yeah. right? There's a whole host of, or probably more than half of the profiles are people that have passed. But, but the same theme of what can we learn from those stories? And, though, and, and again, like how can we take their lives and shift perspective just seen through the lens of a Picasso and his painting and his work and ask some powerful questions to pause us. And, and, you know, this is, this lines on the back of the book because one question literally has the power to, to completely change our life. We're all one question away from that, that opportunity, whether it's a big life pivot, like what I saw, because for the question that came up for me in those hard moments, uh, cause the alternative route was I was slipping into deep depression and the question, well, what do you want for your life is what pulled me out of that. And then that led to the next question and so forth. So that's, you know, that's what the book is designed to do. It's designed to provide these micro moments of, of mental fitness and these, these moments of reflection to just pause and think. And literally like the chat, I, I mean, I recorded the audiobooks. I know how long the chapters are They're you know, eight to nine minutes, for example. So it's just, again, trying to be simple and, and accessible and practical. Yeah. And when you wrote this book, this was more a book. Um, and just to get the timeline straight, Mark, like your, your startup was already gone. You finished the decision to close it down, pull the plug yeah. off the app store um, and then you went through this journey of self-discovery and asking yourself questions, and you realized these are the questions that people need, and that's when the book maybe formulated, right, and came to you because you were you were searching personally. Yeah, well, it was really the the intersection of coming to this realize, realization that because of the whole app experience, I had a, a good. I mean, I was already journaling for about a decade plus and, and leveraging questions, but in, obviously when, you know, going directly into the space as your job, I mean, it was like things were just put on a rocket ship in terms of the, the learning, right? So I would just remember thinking like when I deleted the app, like all the wrong questions were coming up. Like how mm. could I fail at such a colossal level? What would my family think? What would my ex-colleagues think, right? And and then got to this realization that, well, like, wait a second, I've interviewed hundreds of people and collaborated with all these incredible thinkers for, for this whole mental fitness app. And they're asking a very different set of questions. And I started to, to reflect on, on those questions and realize that there are progressive questions that pull you out of situations, you know, in, in, in any circumstance, essentially. And then also... I, you know, fortunately had all of these mental fitness practices that I've been experimenting with. And that was, again, left with because of the, the podcast and the app. And 
I just had to use those long enough to be able to, again, create that space where it wasn't that survival mode of thinking that was taking over because it was very real. I was, we, at that time we were living in Toronto and as you know, it's one of the most expensive places to live in Canada and I no longer have an income and I'm living in a place that was always supposed to be temporary. We can't afford the rent and I have no plan forward. It's the first time in my life. I've never not had a plan forward like that. And that was terrifying. And I, I remember I'd wake up feeling physically sick, not, not knowing like how are we going to get out of this? But you can't do, it's really hard to make a plan and think clearly when your mind is fogged with that kind of fear. So it's tapping into like gratitude practices. Cause even, even though I deleted the app, I deleted the app on a, on a laptop that most people in the world don't have access to. So, you know, that's something to be grateful for. I have a tool that I can, I can continue with. And it may seem trivial to anyone listening that has these things, but just remember, like there are a lot of people that don't. And when you can, again, shift perspective, that, that pauses that, that looping narrative long enough to then start thinking a little bit more clearly. And slowly but surely over the course of probably a year and a half, a couple of years of doing a lot of like freelance work and just, you know, making sure I was able to cover uh, somewhat of the bills. I wouldn't say all of the bills. Yeah. Uh, then all of a sudden, you know, surprise, surprise, opportunities started to surface that were probably already there. It's just now I was seeing the path, right? And this book was was one of them and everything I'm doing with, with teams and so forth and the podcasts are, are other examples of that. And, you know, it's just, it's it's available to all of us. We just, we need to do the training. Just like an Olympic athlete trains for the big event. I mean, we're in the biggest event of all, life. So let's train for it. Yeah. And you got to be ready. You have to be ready for those opportunities, right? And that's that's where the training yeah. comes, right? He's, uh, um, I mean, we don't have to talk about entre- entrepreneurship a lot, but I mean, ultimately, you know, what are you going to do when you get that $1 million deal, right? Like you got to train for that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, but, uh, it, but it's, it's entrepreneurship, but it's also, I mean, obviously the theme of the, the show, it's also leadership. Like you can't, that's right. you can't lead. I, I shouldn't say you can't to lead it at, at your best. I mean, you have to be at your best as well, right? Because to hold space for a team or, or the individuals on your team, how, how can you expect to hold space and really hear what's going on in their, whether their personal or professional lives and be the leader for them if your mind is, is looping all of these things and it's full, it's jammed floor to ceilings with like metaphorical uh, boxes of stuff, yeah. right? Like that's kind of what our minds often look like. And if we can organize the room and, you know, blow out some of that mental fog or mental pollution and be able to hear and be present then that's when that's when the real questions start to surface. That's when you hear like, oh, Jennifer is having a problem here. Like this is where I can help, right? But you don't you don't see that. You don't hear that when your mind is fogged. So we, you know, it's a cliche, you know, saying, but it's just so true. Like you have to put your oxygen mask on first before helping others. It's so true. It's it's amazing where we come from. Like this place of like service or 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 feeling like you have to sacrifice yeah yourself for the betters of others which and i'm not and maybe you know but i don't know where that comes from right like but it's so funny because that's rampant around the world right in terms of like you know i'll i'm going to help someone else but no you have to help yourself 
Yeah. You gotta totally. you gotta be your best self and show up the best. Otherwise, you know, your children are gonna follow the same suit, right? And well, that and, and people right? get that one, right? People yes. get get that analogy, but for some reason, that's lost then when it comes to like corporate leadership. That's or, right. Or or your your team, your startup, like whoever you're around. It's all of a sudden we don't really think about that, that, hey, yeah, like if you're showing up and and you didn't check in with yourself in the morning to realize that, yeah, I feel stress and I feel anxiety, uh, but I didn't I didn't acknowledge that, you know, whether you do that or not, that emotion's coming in with you for the day and that's going to show up in the way you think. It's also going to show up with the with the energy that's around you, right? And anyone that has kids knows this, knows when you're, as a parent, if you're stressed and like moving fast or... Uh, like trying to get people out of the house or something like that's when it's even worse. Like their kids, they sense that and they feed off of it. Right. And it's, it's no different anywhere else. Yeah. It's so crazy. You know, talking about, you know, the topic of leadership, business leadership, whether it's in corporate startup space, like, you know, when it comes to your outlook of leadership or being effective, you know, What's um? What do you think? It's why do why or what do you think is the most important thing to aspect of it? Well, I mean, definitely. Again, coming back to just you know making sure that you're you're mentally fit yourself and prioritizing that and being kind and and not judging yourself. It's a journey, obviously. But Mm -hmm. I think the other thing, and like I see this often enough. It's interesting, you know, when I'm working with different teams. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll ask for different testimonials when, when, you know, which have a great experience and just, and I'm also curious to see like the words that they use and more often than not, especially lately, the testimonials are half of it is related to, there's something like, I want to thank senior, senior leadership for bringing in a practice like this or for bringing in these concepts because it's, it's still very new. Right. Um, I mean, not the practices they've been around for, since the beginning of time, but in, you know, incorporating them into the workplace, uh, it's fairly new. I mean, some place, depending on, on, on the size of the company, I mean, it's not a surprise to have like a company gym or the company to pay for your gym membership and, and whatnot, but we're not there yet in terms of the, the mental fitness side of things, which, you know, I know I'm biased, but it's your mind that's telling you whether you're going to go to the gym or not. Right. That's right. (laughs) You know, you've got to kind of train it. It all works in tandem. Um, So the only reason I bring up like what I'm hearing on the testimonial side of things is that it's almost like this, like lead by, you know, by lead by doing right. And showing that, Hey, this stuff is, is important. I remember I interviewed this, this guy by the name of Radic Sally out of Australia. And he at the time was the CEO of Swiss vitamins and ended up, uh, they ended up selling that, and he's now a billionaire, probably one of the most hum- humble billionaires I've ever interviewed. And I remember him, he was just, I asked him a similar question like that, and he said, you know what, it, in, in their offices in Australia, he's like, I made sure, he said, my office had glass walls, and there was a couch in the office, and he said, every morning, I would be on the couch, the door would be closed, and I'd be meditating, and everyone could see that. And he was like, it was amazing. I, I think, cause I think their office had gone through a redesign and it wasn't like that before. And he, there was a, there was a very noticeable difference in the culture of the company, just seeing their, their leader practicing these type of things, right? 
because we we all hear it. I, I used to hear this too in in the corporate space. Like, yeah, we we care about the people. You know, we're we're we we stand behind you. Your health is most important. But hey, when's the like? Are are you almost done that project? Are you done with the finance financial you know analysis or whatever? Like the budget meeting is next Tuesday. So it's like you're saying one thing, but the actions are speaking you know a whole other story. So I think like it, it's nice to see because there there are many companies that are that are the opposite and it's starting to shift, but there's still, there's still a big link to how does that affect performance? And, you know, like I'm doing some research actually right now on that specifically with KPMG out of Australia, ironically, but at the end of the, like, which will be great. Cause we'll have, we'll have measurements and data, but at the end of the day, if you want to be blunt, I mean, all you have to say is like when a mind stops working, so so does that function and if everyone else's minds are working at half capacity or stop functioning so does your business i mean it's that cut and dry right so i mean i I would just encourage everyone to just think about that like what, what can i do what can i do to just slowly even introduce these concepts to a yourself and the team because they're very accessible i'm not talking about going on a silent retreat for a week um, and to, to tap into these things, you know, that you can do these literally within minutes uh, of, of each day and they make a huge difference. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I'm curious as we talk about practices, like Mark, what do you, what are your practices today or what are the things that, you know, being very curious, what are the things that you're doing now that is allowing you to get some new ahas or new perspectives in terms of, in terms of your life? Yeah, great question. I mean, uh, you know, just going back to that curiosity, that w- w- what where that's kind of uh, you know showed up for me has been a curiosity around breath work recently, and that I've always struggled with meditation in the sense of feeling the benefits. Now, there's really good science to show that you know over time, as you're doing it, you're you're you're, you're actually rewiring your mind in, in many respects and it takes time but what i've what i've liked and i've kind of replaced a lot of of traditional meditation with breath work sequences is that with breath work you feel it right away in your body and and i've noticed from a mental clearing perspective and I, I often bring teams through like that's how we start we do a round of breath work um, because it just puts your mind in the right mental state to then because the next thing for me is then i'm either i'm either exercising and if I'm not doing that, and these things flip around, but breath work is usually the thing that kicks things off. Because like I said, it puts you in the right state of mind to either pick up a book and consume mm-hmm. it with presence or journal. I mean, journaling is obviously a, on my side a go-to or a staple practice. Um, or to write. Like I do a lot of, of my writing first thing in the morning. And, and again, these are just practices I've learned from my from my own show and guests and um, when I feel stuck, like right now, I've got a ton of writing assignments, <coughs> excuse me, a ton of writing assignments. And I just, I've, I've felt a bit overwhelmed and like some of them are like kind of mixing in with each other and I'm, I'm trying to separate them. So I just took a break and I wrote down in my notebook, what do I want to say? And I just closed that, left it aside. And that was the question I answered, you know, this morning, for example, for a particular project and before consuming anything or flooding my mind with any type of content, just answered that question. And that, that allowed for that project to continue. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, just, it's just prioritizing the time. 
you know, like I said, I, and I don't want to, like the scary one, scare anyone away with the amount of time. But for me, just over the years, it's I get up anywhere between five thirty and six, and from that time until uh, usually about uh, seven o'clock is where I'm doing mental and physical training, and. Just like what I kind of suggest at the very beginning, I have a list of the things that I know that are going to help me. And depending on how I'm feeling that morning, um, you know, maybe it's maybe it's putting on a, a motivating podcast or a reading or whatever, right? But it's just you take the pressure off of yourself when you're not saying I have to meditate every single morning. No, I don't have to do anything. I'm going to do something for my mind, and these are the things that I can do, right? So that's that's been my flow. And just you know, for any Toronto listeners, uh, the Breathwork app and, and community that I'm talking about is Othership, which is uh, originated in Toronto and they're expanding, I believe, to New York and LA right now. The app obviously is available uh, worldwide, but this has been, Edwin, if you haven't been, you've got to go to the physical location because it's hot, cold therapy mixed with Breathwork. It's pretty awesome. Amazing. Well, I'll definitely share the resources on the show notes and I'm definitely going to take a look at it. I'm sure Mark's going to message me and... Uh You'll love have it. to you have to go <laughs> yeah yeah you'll love it <laughs> yeah no I definitely I mean I, I, I'm I'm getting a cure keen interest into the uh, into the breath work and you know I'm a marathon runner I got into like some ice baths earlier on and like oh you got to learn ice baths because it'll help you re-. I didn't know anything about the breathing stuff and uh, a friend yeah. of mine who 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 learned from uh, Wim Hof, the Wim Hof, yeah, um, from the Iceman himself. She's she's she wants to teach me some of this stuff, um, but uh, yeah, I mean that that's sort of where I am too in terms of like how do I optimize how about my breathing and stuff like that because breathing just not only for your mental for me anyways this is my opinion but also for your running for your sleep like just everything if, if you know how to optimize the oxygen going into your brain and your heart huh, i think i think you're i mean let's I think, do it right now just everyone just take one deep breath in and out and see how that feels right I mean, you feel it immediately in one breath. It's instant. So, right? Instant. And yeah. I mean, that's just scratching the surface of what's possible. So we could all start our days like that. Yeah. I interviewed, awesome. there's a 90-second there's a flow that I've been trying. 90 seconds, literally. Uh, and this interview is not out yet. It's with Michael uh, Gervais. For, he's a sports psychologist with the Seattle Seahawks and Microsoft and all these different companies. And I asked him, I'm like, what's your, what's your morning flow? And he's like, I have a 90 second flow. I'm like, well, that's, that's pretty quick. So what is it? And he said, I take two big deep breaths in and out to just basically experience what we just experienced. And then the balance of the time, he's like, I close my eyes and I think of something that I'm grateful for. And here's the, here's the push. Cause we've all heard, yes, what am I grateful for? And usually my, my family, my health, my this, and there's like staple things. Right. But he then he, he identifies one of those, one of those elements, but then feels it like really see it in your mind. Like, what does that feel like when you see the person or see the thing in front of you in your, in your imagination and tap into that feeling? And it's, it's nearly impossible to start the day, not in a positive state of mind with the combination of those two things. And it's 90 seconds. I love that. Right. 
That's that's exciting. I gotta, I'm going to check out that episode. We'll, we'll we'll drop links to your your podcast uh, as well. Um, but Mark, this has been an absolute pleasure. I love I love chatting with you. I love learning new concepts. I I mean I took a lot. So for those who are listening, I I, I hope uh, you know you did the practice of the one breath. You know, yeah. Do that ninety. Do that for ninety seconds, and uh, with, with you know wrapped into some gratefulness practice and feel it. I think that would be awesome. But Mark, just to close, if you could tell us where we could find more information about you, your book, we'll definitely put it in the show notes. But anything you want to share with uh, the listeners today? Yeah, thanks, Edwin. I mean, I appreciate the time. Great questions. You've got a, uh, an awesome energy to you. So thanks for showing up present as well. Um, for me, the easiest, the, the hub of, of everything on my side is just behindthehuman.com. Uh, the books there, the podcasts are there, socials and all of that. And and yeah, I would just encourage everyone to just, you know, be kind to yourself and be open and just try different things. You, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And even if you're already doing some of these things to just be curious and try new things that how all of this stuff intertwines, like there's really no downside to, you know, uh, jumping into different mental fitness practices. So enjoy it. Have fun. Mark, thank you for joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. Thank you. That's it, folks. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast with Mark Champagne. This was episode 163. This conversation was just epic, 100 times epic. Um, One of the things that really got me thinking and really got me wondering is that one question you know how we're just one question away from the next opportunity that will change our life so as you go out throughout the day think about the question that you need to be asking yourself of the people around you um, your colleagues your peers your friends your family because asking the right question will change your life if you wanted to take note of anything that we mentioned in the episode any links any resources please go to the businessleadership.com slash 163 again that's the businessleadership.com slash 163 i am really grateful for you for taking the time going along on this journey with me and if you haven't done so yet please subscribe rate and leave a comment on the podcast network that you are listening to today until next time Have a 100x day. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com.